Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and today we are going to be a little more specific about the individual flavors of financial independence. If you spend any amount of time Google searching the FIRE movement or financial independence retire early, you are going to see all kinds of terms with the word FIRE slapped at the end of it. This week, I'm going to break down these categories of financial independence, or FI. My hope is that learning about the different types of financial independence will help some of you better narrow down your goals, or maybe even change those goals because you heard something today that maybe you like better. So, let's go ahead and get into it. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host... Before we start talking about the different flavors of financial independence, let's talk about the vanilla. Remember that being financially independent means that you have enough passive income from your investments that you can pay all of your expenses without needing a job. When it comes to investments such as stocks and bonds, you are considered financially independent when you have 25 times your annual expenses in your portfolio. This number comes from the famous 1998 Trinity study, which was conducted by, you guessed it, Trinity University. The study tested safe withdrawal rates for retirement, or simply put, how much money you can safely pull out of your investments every year and not run out of money. If you're interested in looking up the full study, the official name is Retirement Spending, Choosing a Sustainable Withdrawal Rate. To give you the short version, the study concluded that you can safely withdraw 4% of your starting portfolio each year, and that portfolio will last at least 30 years. So if we're assuming that you can withdraw 4% per year, this means that you will need to have 25 times your expenses saved up. So that way the 4% per year covers all your expenses. So if you want to live off of, say, $40,000 per year, you would multiply it by 25 to see that the amount you need is a million dollars in your retirement accounts. Now, to some people, $40,000 a year may not sound like a lot, Keep in mind that most people who are financially independent have no debt whatsoever. Credit cards, student loans, car loans, and even their home mortgage is paid off. Think about your budget for a minute, and think about how much extra money you would have in your budget every month if you didn't have any loan payments. Since you're pulling that money out of your retirement accounts, there aren't any payroll taxes taken out of your money either. So there are no taxes for Social Security, Medicare, or depending on your state, unemployment. This means that your $40,000 per year when you're financially independent will actually get you more money per month than if you had worked a W-2 job that was earning $40,000 per year. All this to say, don't knock 40k a year. You can always get a side job to supplement, and we'll come back to that in a second. Once you're financially independent, you don't have to work if you don't want to. If you want to retire, no one's going to give you trouble over it. You worked hard, you saved hard, and you earned it. But typically, people who reach financial independence, or FI, decide to keep working, but they leave their high-stress jobs for something easier or that they're more passionate about. When you don't need the money to pay your bills, it is really easy to take a large pay cut to do the job that you love or that you're passionate about. Maybe you have someone who's an executive who makes $100,000 per year in a very high-stress job that they hate. 
Once they hit FI, they can quit their job and work as a manager of a nonprofit organization so that they can support a cause that they care about. Say just for fun that they worked for $12 an hour for 24 hours per week, or three days a week. That'll earn them about $15,000 per year. Say our exec declared financial independence with a million dollar portfolio and got $40,000 per year off of that portfolio. If you add that new income to the $40,000 per year they're getting already from the portfolio, then all of a sudden our executive is making $55,000 per year with zero debt and four days off per week. This is why you can work the job you're passionate about and not have to worry about a pay cut. Remember that financial independence is about having more freedom and more choices, not simply just retiring early. So now that we have the default taken care of, let's hop into our first flavor, which is known as lean fire. Lean fire is a category of people who want to reach financial independence by cutting out as much unnecessary spending as possible. Generally, people pursuing lean fire have passive income of less than $40,000 per year. Think of someone who wants to retire on, say, $2,500 a month or $30,000 per year. The idea here is that because you have less in expenses, you also need less of a portfolio to be able to support that lifestyle. So you take that $30,000 per year, and to find out how much you need to be considered financially independent, we multiply that by 25. And we see that you need a portfolio of $750,000. So yes, they have less to live on, but they also are financially independent before the vanilla fire people, who would need an additional quarter million to get to their goal. Lean fire is all about cutting out the extra stuff to get your freedom. So if that seems like more your mindset, lean fire might be the thing for you. Let's move on to the opposite of lean fire. This is known as fat fire. Fat fire, as you can probably guess, is for people who want to be financially independent while not sacrificing really much of anything. This is typically the group that wants to be financially independent, not work again, and travel the world. That's not true for all of them, but you're going to find more of those types here than in the lean fire crowd. Fat fire is for people who want to be financially independent with at least $100,000 per year in spending. Definitely a lofty goal, but again, imagine having no payments, lower taxes, $100,000 per year, and all the time in the world. Now, before we get too high in the clouds daydreaming, let's do the math. If you want to be financially independent with a portfolio of stocks and bonds and want passive income of $100,000 per year, again, we multiply that number by 25, and you get a portfolio size of $2.5 million. That sounds daunting. But let me say two things here. First, this is definitely attainable. Just going by normal standards, say you're a 25-year-old, you earn an average 7% return, and you want $2.5 million by age 65. For that, you would need $950 per month. If your company contributes anything towards your retirement, that number drops quickly. The second thing is that many people in the Fat Fire camp have real estate or even own their own small business, which greatly assists in generating that $100,000 per year. That's not to say that you can't achieve fat fire just by putting money in a 401k, but chances are you're going to get there slower than the people who are taking on more risk by investing in real estate or starting their own business. Something I want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about fat fire is if you don't get to $2.5 million, who cares? Say you want to be financially independent and you want to retire early because you're just burnt out at your job. If you were shooting for passive income of $100,000 per year, but only made it to $75,000 per year, are you really that worried about it? Think about it. If you're making $75,000 per year because you invested in index funds and saved a good percentage of your income, 
Are you going to spend your seven days off per week thinking, oh man, I really wish I could have stuck it out at my job for a few more years? I don't think so. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, at least you're still in the stars. Next, let's talk about Coast Fire. Coast Fire is a weird one because technically you're not financially independent when you get there. Coast Fire means that you have enough saved in your investment account so that without ever having to add another dollar for as long as you live, you are guaranteed to hit your portfolio goal just by the magic of compound interest. I know that may sound weird, but let's do an example. Say you have two college sweethearts that graduate and get married at age 24. The couple decides that when kids come into the picture, one of the spouses is going to stay home with the kids. So the couple decides that they're going to be married for five years before they start to have kids, and that at that time, the spouse who's going to stay home is going to save 100% of their income. If they make $50,000 per year, that means that we would have put aside $250,000 during that five years. So we have $50,000 per year from age 24 to 29, or five years. Say the couple never adds another dime to their retirement accounts. By the time the couple turns 50, that original $250,000 has turned into $1.2 million. So by age 29, the couple is considered coast-fi, because at age 29, they don't need to contribute a single dollar to their retirement because compound interest is going to do everything they need to allow them to retire 15 years early. Personally, I'm not too big on Coast Fire. I think it's a great milestone to know about as maybe just a just-in-case figure. So what I mean by that is once you're Coast Fi, you know that you can stop saving and do something much riskier Say you want to start your own business, say you want to start a real estate empire, and you want to throw all of your income into that. If you wait to your Coast Fi before you do this, if your business fails, your retirement is not in jeopardy. To some, however, pursuing Coast Fi has the benefit of you front-loading your investments so that once you hit your Coast Fi number, you can stop saving and start spending 100% of your income and still have your retirement be safe. Personally, this path isn't for me, but hey, this episode isn't about me, this episode is for letting you know your options. The last flavor that we're going to cover in this Baskin-Robbins episode is Barista Fire. I actually hinted at Barista Fire a little earlier in the show, but let's talk about it now. Barista Fire means that you can be financially independent while only needing a part-time job. Now, you can't see me, but I use air quotes with Barista Fire because you're not technically financially independent if you need a part-time job. The thought process here works like this. If you decide that you want freedom of your time as soon as possible, and you only need $40,000 per year, then all you need is enough passive income to split the difference between that $40,000 per year that you want and whatever the widely available pay level of an entry-level job in your area is. Let's say that in your area, you can get a job making $15 an hour pretty easily. Maybe you're just in a great area or one where the minimum wage is $15 per hour. If you make that money and work three days a week, eight hours a day, standard day, you would be bringing in about $19,000 per year. This means that if you want to get to 40, you need your portfolio to pay you $21,000 per year. So we do our normal calculation. $21,000 per year in expenses times 25 means you need to have a portfolio of $525,000. Now, if you notice, Barista Fire requires the lowest amount of money invested of the ones I mentioned today. The idea that this is equal to financial independence comes from the thought that you're only working three days per week, 
and you can find another job rather easily. If there are plenty of gigs around you that are paying between, say, $12 and $17 an hour, you have the freedom to say no to your employer. If you get fired, well, you can just get another job, and you still have more than half of your income still coming in because getting fired doesn't affect your investment portfolio. Did you go to work and your boss asked you to scrub a toilet? Tell him no. You get a very offensive customer come up and insult you because they think as a worker you have to take it? You don't have to put up with them. If you have a six-month emergency fund and you get fired, you can go without a job for a year without feeling a pinch. That is why Barista Fire is considered being financially independent. It's most of the freedom of financial independence for about half the portfolio size. Between all of these flavors of financial independence, which one do you think works best for you? Many want to shoot for fat fire, but they'd either have to save too much or save too long for it to be feasible. Maybe you're perfectly fine with lean fire or barista fire. No matter which one you're leaning for, remember this. The point of financial independence is to have more time freedom and security in your life. If you absolutely love your job and don't want to leave, that is great. No one is telling you to quit. If you hate working for the man and want to start your own business, maybe barista fire works best for you because you can get there quicker, have four days a week to build your business, and have an income to fall back on in case businesses slow to grow or your business fails entirely. There are really no wrong answers here. Personal finance is personal. You need to sit down with your spouse or significant other and have the conversation of, when do you want to stop needing to work? I want to leave you with my thought process for the pursuit of financial independence. One of the biggest criticisms that FI gets is, Financial independence is for people who hate their jobs and want to quit as fast as possible. I'm not going to work towards FI. I love my job. Now, I could be someone who would say that. Right now, I love my job. But it's my belief that my job and yours is always one person away from becoming a nightmare. Maybe your manager is a saint. Well, one day, she's going to get promoted because she deserves it. Well, what happens when your new manager wants to show off to senior management fire a few of your co-workers, and make who's left take over their work in the name of efficiency. Would you still love your job? If a new co-worker gets hired and starts spreading gossip all over the office and turns the whole place toxic, would you still love your job? Again, I do love my job, but will my job be as awesome as it is for the next 5, 10, 15, or 20 years? I save for financial independence so that if something bad happens to my work life, I am not forced to stay because I really need the paycheck. And with that, I hope you all have a fantastic week, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.